1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown.
2: Sends it over to Edward Robles. Go! And
1: Sergei Meski! Oh.
3: What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast, and with me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show, Robles. Hey, what's up, guys? <clears throat> all just,
4: right. So, uh, oh, you good? Oh, yeah, I was trying to, I was trying to buy some time while you were drinking
3: water. Oh, I consider it. All right, we. All right. Obviously, this episode drops on Friday, and if you guys know, this is now. World Cup weekend. The World Cup will be kicking off November 20th, uh, Qatar versus Ecuador, and then obviously follow with USA versus Wales um, and other games and all of that matter. So, yeah, it's going to get pretty crazy. going to be pretty hectic. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of things to cover, with, with what's going to ha- be happening there. Um, with that being said, man, this episode will kind of, essentially has become the not really the halfway point, but by force of the FIFA World Cup is the halfway point for these seasons across Europe. So we'll go ahead and see where everybody is as of right now because once the World Cup finishes, we're going right into that, win- that Christmas break, if you will, and then go into the January transfer window. So we're not really going to start seeing like real competitive play in Europe Till January, at least that's what I think. Hopefully, I mean I know the English Premier League likes to play on Boxing Day, which is Christmas, I think. Um, so there's that. But so this is the halfway point. Uh, we'll talk about the Power Five leagues. Obviously, we do you know league on Serie A, Bundesliga, La Liga, and uh, and the English Premier League are the leagues. So I mean Edward and I have kind of debated about whether league on really is the fifth of the Power Five, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't really think I can't really put anybody else there as well. Uh, maybe we shouldn't even have a power five. Maybe we should just have a power four. But
2: actually,
3: like it make it'll make things a lot easier for us. That's for sure. But yeah. obviously, PSG has Neymar and you know, you know, and and Messi. So. <laughs>
4: yeah, that. so I think that's the, that's the only thing that's keeping them afloat. To be honest, I
3: mean. Oh yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that one. But yeah, man, the World Cup. Um, we're not going to talk about it in this episode. We'll, we'll maybe touch up a little bit just because obviously we will be talking about the English Premier League. But obviously, um, next episode, we definitely will have probably a little bit more context about it because it'll officially be dropped, which is the interview that Cristiano has with, uh, I believe his name is Pierce uh, Morgan. I'm guessing that's like England's Dr. Phil. Um, so they're expected to have, have this huge interview where he just lets it all out, like his, his 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 is discontent right now that he has with Manchester United. Um, his, his, his lack of respect that he, he feels that he has and also is giving to, to Eric Ten Hag, how he feels about the Glazers, how he feels about Manchester United being kind of stuck in the old times. So he's going to do this whole, like, I mean, we got little snippets of the interview, but obviously it's snippets. So it's like contextually, maybe you can, Read something off of it, but you know, honestly, yeah. you need the whole interview to really get the full context of it. Um, so that's why we're not going to really touch up a lot about. It. I mean, we're gonna ha- Manchester United will be featured in this episode, obviously, because we're we're gonna be touching up on the leagues. But uh I I, I mean, I gotta say, you know, you being a, a Manchester United fan, I I I do think that you do like Ronaldo. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're, I mean I know you're your like,
2: your team Messi but Ronaldo is also a guy
4: you like. Yeah, Ronaldo is basically the reason why I started doing the chops and step overs and stuff and I mean that's the whole I never I never went by the you know the simple stuff, you know the the back kills and everything. Like that was one of the reasons Ronaldinho and Cristiano It was a showmanship
2: to player um but I mean for him to say that is for, for him to be Really, really, um, feeling it
4: like deep in his bones, and I mean, he even brought up Sir Alex Ferguson, and uh, he brought up the fact that you know, um, even Sir Alex told him like, you can't go to Manchester City because like, I think Manchester City was even thinking about getting Ronaldo before Haaland, and then I was like, and then he was like, you can't go to Manchester City, you know that in your heart, and he was like, yeah, I know, boss, like even to this day he still calls Sir Alex Ferguson boss and sir like you know like he he still has that respect for him like uh, and I mean that's something that tells you like he went off of what his old boss said and even he said it that um, that really touched me was like the fact that he said that once Sir Alex Ferguson left the club never went to where it never moved it never moved forward it just stayed so I mean, it's true. I hate to say it, but it's true. And even with all the superstars that I, that they have in Manchester United, you know, with, they've had passed throughout the past years. Like, it's still not the same Manchester United that was run under Sir Alex Ferguson. And you know, I've said this before.
2: Uh-huh. You know,
4: like I even told you, I even brought the little concept joke about what if Sir Alex Ferguson decides to just come back, you know?
3: Uh-huh. No, I, I exactly I, I agree with you a hundred percent. And I think I think this this it's crazy that it is gonna it's it's gonna be Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo. And this could either be a, a hate him or love him kind of thing. I think a lot of Manchester United fans. Um, I honestly think if you're truly anti Glazer,
4: you this is something this is something that, going, that you needed to hear. It's gonna be to the know. stuff
3: that you. It, if, if anything, this kind of justifies everything that you have felt. About the Blazers. Like, I mean, obviously, we don't have all the details. Like, once again, the, but hope maybe, I don't know if it's this, this week that they're going to drop the interview or is it going to be next week? But, but, you know, obviously we haven't heard the interview yet. Like, we haven't heard the full interview, but it's going to be, I think, very eye opening. Um, you know, the one of the things that he did mention, like, kind of was saying that this club hasn't really progressed. Like, you know, he was saying that the gym still looks the same. The jacuzzi looks the same, which is, some people are probably like, "Why do you say jacuzzi?" i mean it's a obviously a good way to treat the muscles if you guys have to higher yeah. practice, but anyway, like the kitchen's still the same, the same cafeteria workers are there, you know, like things haven't changed at manchester united um and, and, and you know this was something that I feel like we've at this point we're beating a dead horse uh when, we're talking about Manchester United because we're like we said, Manchester United has basically been stuck over the have been, just been living in the past, like living off of their previous successes and hoping that because of their legacy, that that's why people will still want to go and play for Manchester United. Um, You definitely feel like this club has gone completely the wrong way to the point where the club that was like in the same name, in your same city that used to be just a laughing stock is now the standard in the English Premier League. Like there's kids now, not there's kids growing up that never, that, that don't, that don't know that Manchester United were actually the team in Manchester. Um, <laughs> until Manchester City just started getting money. But it, it, yeah, like, I mean, the Glazers, like, I mean, I guess in some way, our brains, we were like hoping that the Glazers are the issue. And maybe from this interview, we'll find out that, as a matter of fact, it is the Glazers that <laughs> cause all this.
2: Yeah.
3: You're it, right. And I mean, it, <sighs>
2: This is it,
4: it. It kind of, like his interview kind of delves into like basically things that are going on behind the curtain, yeah. Um you know. So,
3: yeah. so exactly. So we'll next episode most likely depending on how big that interview is, we'll probably that'll probably be the whole the whole episode will probably be dedicated to that to that interview. But like I said, that's so kind of how they're giving snippets of of this coming interview for Cristiano Ronaldo and Pierce Morgan. We're gonna give you a little snippet. Of the next episode is we'll, we'll, we'll lash we'll get it all out. Um, maybe we can get another Manchester United fan somewhere in here. Um, Miguel. talk about it too. Uh, hopefully, I mean, we'll see if it goes available or he can become available. Cause it, yeah. it, it, I think he's definitely somebody that I want to hear his thoughts on. But, uh, but yeah, man, like I said, um, it's the World Cup. This, that's what's coming up. This is the big thing that's coming this weekend. Um, so things are going to be more, centered towards the World Cup in these next coming episodes as well. I mean, whenever there's a headline, we'll talk about it, but um, yeah, things have just been dedicated to the World Cup, but yeah, like I said, the, break's, the break is official here for, for all the big leagues, so we're going to go ahead and let you guys know like who's right now in first place, who's in those European competition spots, and who is on the cusp of being relegated to the lower division. Um, obviously, yeah. it's the World Cup, Me and Edward are both U.S. men's national team fans. We love the other, the other countries as well. But I mean, when we say our fandom is with this country, it is the U.S. men's national team. So we're going to look. I mean, it's already been announced. It's, it's been a while now, but obviously this is now not necessarily our reaction, but our time to really think about if this U.S. men's national team is, is this a roster we can feel very confident about? Um, so we'll do that as we'll touch upon that as well. Give you guys our players of the week. I mean, do I have to tell you what's to what's to watch this coming weekend? I think it's pretty obvious, but we'll we'll go ahead and say it anyways. And as we always do, when there is a tournament, a competition, a new season. What do we like to do here on Instagram FC? We like to do our three up three downs on the jerseys. So we will be doing three up three down the two thousand two Thief two thousand twenty two. Jesus Christ. Oh man, that'd be really cool to do a throwback to that though.
4: 2002? Yeah. Like to That'll go back nice. and look at all the jerseys
3: from back. And I'm,
4: 2020 You're losing track. You You're losing track.
3: Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at those jerseys because they're, there's some poopers and there's some, there's some beauties in those, in those jerseys this season. So we'll take a look at them. So, I mean, that's pretty much as Much else. I don't know what else to, to say here. Yeah, no, I mean, we'll, we'll be good. So. We're going to go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going uh, with the, uh, the. I don't know what to say, what the hell this thing is called, but. Oh my God. <laughs> that, the halfway point standings uh, of, the, of the leagues. But, basically,
4: right. what, how they're they ending before the World Cup, basically. Exactly. All right. So we'll go
3: ahead and take a break. This break was brought to you by Audible. Audible provides you a large library of audiobooks that you can listen to at your convenience. From horror genre all the way to biographies, Audible has it all. Make sure you guys go ahead and use the link audibletrial.com forward slash insert name FC podcast. Go ahead and get yourself a 30 day free trial. Once again, thank you to Audible for this Barnes of Break. And we're back. All right, before we get going, man, so the the halfway point standing. Review of the leagues is brought to you by True Classic Tees. True Classic Tees, man. All right,
2: guys, we're gonna be real here. Real is real,
3: true real, if you will. I'm fat, okay. Like it's, I'm fat, but I do have an upper body. Like I'm, I'm like Kevin James fat, okay. So like you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good, you know. But you know, obviously, I got a beer guy. So and, and from and you know. I least speaking for a bit, guy. Um, there's shirts out there that fit great on top for me, especially because your boy's got some shoulder game. But when it comes to the the stomach portion, it doesn't give me much space to like enjoy some food, or if I have to go reach something top shelf, well, the the belly's gonna come hanging out. You know, if you get what I mean. Um, so it's not fun. Um, it's either getting a shirt that fits you pretty well and, and have to deal with that or getting a size larger and just looking like you're wearing a blanket, which yeah, it obviously is not great for the ego. Everyone can tell you that. Um, <laughs> so what True Classic has done is that they thought about the regular guy, the Joe Schmo, the beer belly lover, all those guys, they thought about them by providing these gray shirts, amazing fits, very comfortable, makes you look good on the top part, and you don't have to worry about when you reach over top shelf and your belly's going to come out because the shirts fit you very well. And, and that's what I love about them. Super comfortable. You know what? Edward's not a fat guy, but, I mean, he enjoys a true classic shirt as well. Yeah,
4: those are awesome. I Like, okay, so me, sometimes, like, I'll be honest, like, when I work out and stuff, I uh, would like to, you know, hide my gains. But then, you know, there's days that I do want to wear, like, and, you know, to distinguish them and they actually do offer that Oh, they do they offer basically both so it's like i kind of have to get two of the same shirt just one one's a large one's a medium
1: you don't have to live with chronic pain downtown's health can show you a better way joint pain back pain pain that sits and waits downtown's health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy call downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992 now in lowry or downtown
0: Exactly. But <laughs> to
3: you guys, our our listeners, if you guys go to true classic uh true and use that code BellyUpFantasy at checkout, you will save yourself twenty-five percent off of your purchase. So thank you again to True Classic Teas, a great partner of Belly Up Sports and Insert Name FC. All right, we're gonna start things off with League Gun. just get that out of the way. So, you know, the the asterisk power five club here. Um In first place, surprise, surprise, PSG. You know, who would have thought that was not going to happen? Yeah. But, I mean, the thing is right now for PSG, I will say, is that Neymar, Mbappe, and Messi, like, this is what everyone was hoping they were going to look like. (laughs) If if you get what I mean,
4: Yeah. Now they're playing
3: like they thought they were going to be playing.
4: Yeah, exactly.
3: Everything's just clicking right now for PSG. Um, They're going to win the league. uh, I mean, I don't... Unless something happens, you know, Mbappe chooses to leave. I don't think he's going to leave just yet. Um, I, I it, it, it's, it's up in the air for me when it comes to Mbappe. I think he will stay for the season. Um, if he does leave, it'll probably be in the summer, but yeah. So now we're going to look at the Champions League spots. So in, in Ligue 1, there's two spots to qualify for Champions League besides the winner, um, which would be one automatic spot in the Champions League and one spot that does a qualifier, so there are qualifiers for for these tournaments, and so this team, if they don't end up winning their qualifier, they would get sent down to the Europa League. So that's their situation. And right now, in that automatic Champions League spot is RC Lens, and in that third place spot with the qualifier uh, is Tade Rennes. So, and honestly, you know, if you guys have kind of been tracking, whenever I, I highlight some of the games coming for the coming weekend. These are two clubs that I have mentioned oh plenty of times now, and it's because these guys have clearly found some form and looked really well started, and is looking still pretty good even after losing their coach. So I, I'm I'm really so you know it's two names that obviously we and ever aren't familiar with because we don't watch Liga besides watching PSG. Um, yeah, and so to see two names that not a not a Leon, not a Monaco, not a Marcial, it, it's pretty cool. I mean it. It shows you that there's other teams in that league. And I, I think that's the cool part.
4: Yeah. The, these teams might actually be, uh, might be coming up.
3: Yeah, exactly. So it's so a really good there in that Europa League spot. So this is an automatic spot into the Europa League is Olympic Marcial, um, which I'm sure right now they'll just take anything right now because last season was, was not good for them, but. But yeah, Europa League, they obviously, this is the halfway point, so they can easily improve off of it as well. So this isn't the end-all be-all, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, exactly. And in in that Europa Conference League spot is Monaco. Mm.
3: So, yeah. Alright, so I'm not, this is what I was given by the League on website, but apparently there's four relegation spots now. Which that's new to me, but in the relegation spots are Ahasio, Strasbourg, Brest, and Angers. Which I believe Ahasio is the only club that was actually that got promoted this season. So n- not shocking there, but I mean a team like Strasbourg, which I know is a team that I've seen plenty of times in in the in League One. Brest is another team that I've seen plenty of times, mainly because I play FIFA. Uh, and Angers are three teams. These are three teams that I've seen like. Consistently in league on since I started playing FIFA, so it's they must be having a pretty rough start to their seasons because you know to be in the relegation. And like I said, there was two other teams that got promoted this season, and they're still they're still afloat. So, so yeah. uh, But yeah. So Edward, anything you want to touch up before we move on to Syria? Nope.
4: I mean, you touched it up pretty well. All right. I mean, it's 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 like to be honest. Like you like you said, we both don't really pay too much if it's not PSG to, uh, Lagoon, so. All right.
3: All right. And Syria, sitting right now at first place, which I just gotta say, this team has impressed me a lot this season. And that's Napoli. You, you lose Insignia. You, you lose Koulibaly and you're, you're, you're doing better without them, weirdly enough. Yeah. So, so yeah, man, Napoli, uh, hopefully they can keep this up, um, because I mean, the people that are luring right behind them are, are some pretty good teams. So in those three Champions League spots, so there's four Champions League spots. Obviously, we can all say just so we can just get it out of the way. Obviously, first place gets an automatic <laughs> Champions League spot, but the other three possible teams that would be joining Napoli could possibly be joining Napoli is in second place, AC Milan, third place, Juventus. And in fourth place, Lazio. I am not gonna lie to you. From what I've been seeing from Juventus, I'm actually surprised that they're in in third place. Uh, Bro, tell me about it. Because I actually did. Not, I thought they were doing, they were not looking good this season. But I mean, here they are in third place. I I would say they exceeded my expectations. <laughs> I don't I don't know about you, Edward, but
4: I mean, you know me. I like I love Juventus I love and. They're always playing really good right now. It's just like, I'm telling you, since Ronaldo departed and then Nibala, like it just kind of, it, it hasn't been the same, bro. Like it's so weird. Mm-hmm. All
3: right, I yeah. I agree with that. Um, I mean, AC Milan, I mean, they won the championship last season. Um, they, they're still looking solid. I think it's just the fact that Napoli has just had an amazing start to the season. And I mean, they just got a huge boost of confidence because they they ended up winning their group in the Champions League as well. So Napoli looks like there's a really scary good team. Lazio, I mean, it's cool to just see Lazio in there. But yeah, so that's Champions League spot. And that Europa League spot is currently Inter Milan. So um, this is not a good look for Lukaku. I'm just gonna <laughs> say that <laughs> you wanted to come back to to Inter Milan. You, you said you were happy in that club, and. Uh, you would imagine if he's happy, he should be scoring goals. And if he's scoring goals, that means Inter Milan should at least be, you would think Inter Milan would be back in first place, but clearly that has not been the thing.
4: Um, I mean, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, I think he's playing better than he was at Chelsea.
3: I mean, think it's better than him at Chelsea. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, 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 th- I don't, I think it's not so much Inter's form. I think it's just Siri being more, pit- and it's a good thing for Syria that Syria has now become more competitive. You know, it's not just one team winning the championship every single year. Now it looks like it's gonna be more competitive, it's gonna have more parity in it, which is what you actually want in your leagues. That that's what makes your leagues good. So I mean, if anything, this just is a sign that Syria is kind of coming back and trying to be recognized as that top three league, not you know, being that league that gets overshadowed by the Bundesliga, you know?
2: Right, right, right. So, and by Bundesliga, you mean Bayern Munich.
3: Bayern Munich, yeah. Yeah. In the Europa Conference League, we have Atalanta. So, so, yeah. Um, uh, like I said, it's not, obviously the same guarantees is where they stand right now. Now, the teams in the relegation zone are Femonense, which sucks because I wanted to keep, at least eat them a little bit longer. Um, uh, Sampdoria and Verona. So that, so that obviously, like once again, me and Edward very familiar with Sampdoria and Verona because of FIFA, and they've yep. usually stayed in the Serie A plenty of times. So you know, there you go, another another two team, another another teams that from that are usually at least maybe not mid table, but at least stay afloat in the in, in the first league in the first division could be getting getting relegated.
2: Yeah, it's um. Pretty rough.
3: <clears throat> yeah, I've always been in, intrigued by Sandor's badge. I, I just don't. It looks like a guy with like a like a pipes. You
2: know,
3: <laughs> I don't know if that's what it actually is, but that's what it always looked like to me.
2: Yeah,
3: might be. It actually might be that. But yeah, so that's Syria in the Bundesliga. We got in first place. We got Bayern Munich. Surprise, surprise.
2: Surprise. I don't think,
3: I don't think anybody saw that happening. Right. I mean, that's it. Iron meeting. Yeah. There you go. Though I will say this is probably a little bit more competitive than usual. They're they're still clear and cut favorites, but this has been a because obviously they have like a, I guess, like a a period to adjust to Sadio Mane style play versus how they've been playing with Robert Lewandowski. But actually, it's been Chupa Moting
2: that's been the guy up front. Because
3: obviously, you know, Sadio a winger. So he can't play the false nine. So, but yeah, so it, Bayern Munich, man. yeah, you know, I don't think anybody saw, didn't, weren't surprised by seeing Bayern Munich in first place. So the other Champions League teams is SC Freiburg, uh, RB Leipzig and Eintracht Frankfurt. So the, the usual well, SC Freiburg kind of has been getting better. like I, like every season I've seen Freiburg getting better and better. And, and now they're, you know, they're in, in a good spot, possibly can make a Champions League appearance. Um, RB Leipzig, um, after getting, I believe they hired Marco Rose and and now they're, they're looking great. Uh, Frankfurt, I mean, you know, obviously last year they, last season they ended up winning the Europa League. Um, and, you know, they're about to get, they're about to get Paxton Aronson. So it's going to be interesting to see if, if, if we're going to see Paxton now play for Eintracht Frankfurt or what's that, what's that situation going to look like, uh, for him. But, but, yeah, that's the Champions League teams in that Europa League spot is Union Berlin. So, kind of falling off, which is kind of what we thought was going to happen with them. Um, they look good. I mean, Jordan P. kind of has sizzled down a little bit uh, since the way that the hot start that he had. But, you know, Europa League, I think for Union Berlin, this is actually not a bad spot for them, anyways. I think, once again, it kind of similar to IC Freiburg. I mean, they're, every season, it just seems like they're continuing to improve and get better and better each year. So, hopefully, you know, this is just just a start, and once again this is not even that we're not even at the end of the season, so this could change at any yeah. moment. Yeah,
2: and, and um so and Europa. in the, and in
3: that Europa conferencing spot, Borisia Dorman. <laughs>
2: yeah. <sighs> yeah. Oh, it's it's
4: rough. It's rough. Literally like all my team services has been having downfalls right now. Damn, it's like another season. The same. <laughs> Has
3: it been injuries going on with, with Dortmund?
4: I think Rose is injured.
3: Yeah. Uh, God, Rose that's. Injured. Yeah. yeah, I was really hoping he was going to make it to the World Cup. I
2: really was too, man. Because like he didn't make it
4: uh, when they actually won the World Cup, he was hurt.
3: Yeah, he got hurt, and then so he had to be taken out of the roster.
4: Yeah, and then he made it to the World Cup, and. Uh, uh,
2: 2018? I think he was in 2018. Yeah.
3: That's heartbreaking. Yeah. All right. And the teams in the relegation zone are VFB Stuttgart, who, if you guys know the Bundesliga that. so wait, they, there's only 18 teams in the Bundesliga. So 18, 17. So in that 16th spot, they actually play a playoff. With the third place team in the second league of the Bundes- in the in the Bundesliga too, I think is what it is. Um, so they do a playoff game against each other. Obviously, the winner goes to the Bundesliga; loser goes down to the second division. Uh, so, so DF- Stuttgart is currently in that position. Which I mean, maybe keep an eye on there because the manager over there is an American. Nobody, I don't think anybody knows that. <laughs> or now you know. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. So. Uh, in in 17th place we have BFL Bochum. and in 18th place, looking like most likely probably gonna get relegated again. Uh, Shocking.
2: Mm, damn, again, damn. Yeah,
3: I mean they did they get, really, prom- they get
2: promoted this uh, season. They're really they're really missing
4: Raul back in the day, you know. <laughs> and Manuel Noir. <laughs> and Manuel, yeah.
2: This is what happens when you give up your best players. Oh, man. Weston McKinney man was in man. there. Yeah. Oh, bro. Matthew Hoppy. Dude.
3: <laughs> yeah. I don't he- understand.
2: Yeah.
3: All right. Now to the league that me and Edward uh, care more about, La Liga. In first place, we have Barcelona.
4: Yeah, that's a good... That, that's
3: It's a good way to
4: to basically go into the World Cup. Since, oh, most of Spain, yeah. I, since most of I, Spain is built off of Barcelona players.
3: Yeah. I mean, obviously, you want to make sure that they stay healthy throughout it. But, but I mean, Barcelona, I think they, I think everyone, I think it's like as soon as they lose, they want to just press that panic button. I don't think, I don't think necessarily Edward has. I mean, the Champions League yeah. kind of sucks. But, you know they're still in a, in a European competition, right? And you gotta remember this team is fairly young. Uh, they're dealing with a lot of injuries, which I mean, I yep. you should—that's something that needs to be pointed out. Um, there's a lot of injuries that's going on with this team. Um, I am really intrigued that Araujo did make that he did make the Uruguayan squad. Um, he, made, he barely he barely made it because I think he's just coming off an injury. So hopefully. I'm sure Edward's going to have his fingers crossed throughout every Uruguayan game uh, at this point. He is very important to that back line. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical and drug free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call downtown's healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown.
3: But yeah, I mean Barcelona. Like, I mean, if you look at that core of players, which is Ter Stegen and, and, and Pedri, and once again Busquets, who I am I'm completely impressed as a, as a captain. Never thought I'd say those words, but <laughs> I, and, and I mean, Xavi for for Xavi being in a situation where he wants to build the club in the way that he wants, which is the the, the traditional Barca way, the, the Pep you know Pep Guardiola, the the Johan Cruyff system, if you will. Um, you know, in order, but he has to do it at like a more fast forwarded type of way, which is trying to get guys that people still don't know how they got them, but they got them. You know, it's still not a bad situation for Barcelona. Um, do I think yeah. they're going to maintain first place? I don't know. I, I don't. Oh, damn. And, and the only I reason why I say is... They'll maintain that it for to, a little bit, and then they'll, come, they'll they'll
4: probably go down to second, third, and then they'll probably
3: come back. Well, I mean, um, also to me. Me, it, and also the important thing is obviously how they do in the rivalry games that they play cuz i don't think they they haven't played atletico madrid yet um they already played real madrid but it's going to be that second time around when they do play against those teams that really Damn. is going to dictate that so i mean like i said i mean barcelona could win the league i'm not you know i didn't i i when we previewed this league when we previewed la liga i was like it's not outside the realm of possibility for barcelona to win it cuz the real important game is to, to win, besides you know, making sure you don't lose those really annoying teams like Getafe and, and, and Real Betis and all them is making sure you win your your, your Derbies, your Classicals. Make sure you yep, win those exactly. games because that could decide who's going to win the league or not. Um but yeah, Barcelona, I think people might be surprised to see them there. But I mean, they have stayed competitive in all their games. They have won their match the matches. They won the games they need to win. Like, I mean, the like the obvious ones you have to win maybe didn't get the right result in certain games, but they never had like a tremendous collapse. Like even the the game against Real Madrid, that wasn't a really a collapse. I mean, what was it, three to one? So I mean, in the score may look like that, but I mean, it, it they're they're still like working on things. Um, and maybe they do benefit from not being in the Champions League. Obviously that's not what what everyone wants to hear, but I mean, we'll
4: see no, what no, 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 no. I mean, it, it's true. I mean, I'm not even going to deny it. Like, honestly, even I said it. I was like, man, I was like, I think it'd be cool. If, like, if they won the Europa League with the team that they have right now, and then if they can build up on that. Yeah. Cause then that, that will give them the confidence, I think, to actually be able to beat a very well balanced Real Madrid, uh, even a possibility to beat Bayern Munich. Like, they, they, they'll have that. It's just they have, they still have a lot to build up on.
3: Exactly, and now the Champions League teams currently in second place for Real Madrid, like I said, it's a very close, like I think it's only by mere like I think maybe three points away from each other, so like I said, that's a easy flip for for that Real Madrid still look as the strongest team, maybe still on a little bit of the older side of things, also probably didn't help that benz they they benched Benzema for the sake of the French national team that probably wasn't a good didn't help them much either but you gotta play the games you gotta play. Um, I forgot who they recently played that kind of cost them, that cost them first place. But like I said, Real Madrid, at least amongst like the, the big three in, in La Liga are, are the more less question, I guess you can say. Like there's not mm-hmm. as many question marks on Real Madrid as there is Barcelona and Atlético Madrid. But so you would expect them to win La Liga this season. Mm-hmm. But like I said, those derbies, those, those, El Clásico, those matches can really change how the season ends for La Liga. Yeah,
2: um, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a like a, a
4: while since when we see them.
3: <clears throat> yeah, in third place we have Real Sociedad, and in fourth place Athletic Club Bilbao.
2: So those are teams in Champions League, in the Europa League, we have
3: Atletico Madrid, which. I don't know what's happening. I, I really don't know what's going on with Atletico Madrid. Um, they were one of the best defensive teams for quite some time. Very aggressive, very physical team. And they just got to score goals. I don't really, I don't know what else, they, what else there's to do. But I mean, you have goal scorers. You have Angel Correa. You have, you know, you have Chao Felix. Um, you got Griezmann. Griezmann now can play full minutes. Um. Yeah. It's, I I just don't know what's going on with them. Like I I really don't. You know, Jan Oblak he doesn't look like the best goalkeeper in the world like he used to anymore. Like it, it, I just don't know what's going on. I mean, they're in the Europa League spot. They can easily jump into the Champions League. But in order for them to be in that, you know, wanting to compete for La Liga, it, it, there there's something lacking. And like I said, it, these guys definitely need to figure things out because. They have to. They still have. To, I don't think, even think they played Real Madrid yet. So, so they still got to play those two games for the actual first half of the season. Um. So it's gonna. And now you. Now, and you got to think about it. After the World Cup, you are going into a very condensed season. Like you're gonna finish off the season. You're talking about. You're, you're gonna have weeks where you're playing. You know, one game on Saturday, then play a game on Wednesday, and then play a game on 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 Sunday. So it, and then well, I mean, I guess for Atletico Madrid, say they don't have any European competitions. But it's gonna these these schedules are gonna be very condensed and very very exhausting for these players when they come back from the World Cup. And and Atletico Madrid could maybe benefit from the fact that they don't have a European competition, but they're still gonna be dealing with a condensed schedule just as much as everybody else is. Yeah. All right. And the Europa Conference League spot is about Betis. So, I mean, they've looked really good. I, I don't know what they've figured out, but they're, they're, they're doing They're good. pretty,
4: they're, they're looking pretty solid.
3: So yeah. And this is going to be crazy right here. Currently in the relegation zone, we have Sevilla, Cadiz and Elche. I don't think we're sh- yeah. we're shocked by Elche Cadiz. I think it was bound to happen at some point.
4: The, Sevi- the Sevilla, The
3: like.
4: Sevilla, Damn. W- weren't you just making just the other day? Weren't you just like, all right, go make another World Cup or go make another uh, Europa when, Cup? When, like, when, go, when you're openly, yeah, I was like, go I make, mean, that go can still happen.
3: Those, those just, just be in li- in La Liga, uh, whatever the okay, okay, Santander. Okay, so yeah, no, no, San-
4: Liga Santander is League One, like La Liga, but. They'll probably be in like the segunda división. Like that's all. That's all it is. Um, my thing is, if they win the cup and they get relegated, do they still participate in it? Like the next year, even though they're going to be in the second division, do they still get the same funding? Do they still
2: get the same?
3: I, I think uh, they they still do. I think they still do. Actually,
2: that's that's rough. That's rough, man.
3: Won't be a good look for them, that's for sure. I mean it won't be a good look for the tournament, but well, it won't be a good uh, well, I mean, I don't think they'll necessarily care too much because I mean they're they're in it, but no, yeah, man. That that is rough, man. That is like like yikes. <laughs> that is yeah. that yeah. But we'll we'll see. We'll we'll get there to we get there. But yeah, hopefully Sevilla can turn things around. Uh I know they've been dealing with injuries. I mean, you know. Obviously, Tecatito is one of the players that you could think of when dealing with injuries. Uh, that's crazy, man. Isco could possibly be getting relegated.
2: That's
4: crazy. He's now one of the. You know that he's probably going to be the one to probably get sold.
3: Oh, I mean, that's what happens when when teams get relegated. They they end up having to do like a a frigging just a garage sale of just getting rid of players there's not going to be players that want to get playing in the second
2: division. Yeah, that's right. Um, All right. And now the last league, and that is the English Premier League. In first place, we have Arsenal.
3: They um, haven't played Manchester City yet. I'm just just, just (laughs) going to point that out. Um, That's going to be the real test. I mean, look, they've played they played very well. They beat the teams they're supposed to beat. Um, I mean, that that's there that was a huge setback when they lost to Manchester United. But obviously, you know, you did you, you then you beat Tottenham, which I love to say that. Uh, you recently beat Chelsea. You beat Liverpool, ninja Liverpool, but you still beat Liverpool. So I mean, yeah, like, yeah. like they you know, it's a fun team. They're playing very well together. That's the I, I think that's the other thing that you need to talk about, is the fact that. Like, even though these guys are so young, they are playing very complementary to each other. For, you know, I'm, I don't want to spoil who's my player of the week, but like all the goals, the goals that they scored in, in their recent game have been just well, t- well played team passing and just setting, setting up the goal scorer for, for a really good op- opportunity to score a goal. Like, even though Gabi Jesus kind of has quiet down as far as goal scoring, he is still providing yeah. a lot of support in the attack through just drawing, doing some draws, making some good passes. He's he's doing a good job. This team overall is just playing very well together, which is great to see. Uh, once it, it, this is like literally gives me the same vibes as AC Milan before, the year before they won the championship, where they looked really good in the first half of the season. They were still young, so because that second half ended up kicking their butts, and they ended up not win- they ended up finishing in second, I believe. Maybe that happens with Arsenal this year, or maybe Arteta like can keep these guys focused, and and maybe maybe they win. it. I I I don't want to get too cocky or get ahead of myself because once again, like this team has yet to have faced Manchester City, and that is really what's going to be the big te- the big test to see how mentally tough this team is. But I mean, you gotta love how this team has been playing.
2: Yeah, I mean you're right. It's um, I can't. Tonight, so I got I gotta be I gotta be on board with you on that one. All
3: right, and then in the Champions League spots we got Manchester City, which I mean, besides losing to Liverpool, which that shocked me, or and then lo- losing to Brentford, which that helped Arsenal a little bit. Uh, <laughs> that one was
4: surprising, bro. Like I was like, what?
3: Yeah, man, Brentford. Yeah,
4: the Manchester, yeah, love, uh, the
3: Manchester killer. Yeah, but apparently. <laughs> dude, geez. Wow. I was
4: like, I'm just in shock, bro.
3: Honestly. Well, and then you know what was the worst part that happened was uh because the strike the striker for Brantford is Ivan Tony. And he got he didn't get selected for England. Oh so Tony and, and I believe Tony was the one that scored the two goals in that game, uh, for for, for Brantford. So wrong yeah. I guess wrong place, wrong
2: time.
4: Yeah, like, right, like, oh, not here. This is not where it counts there, sir. <laughs>
3: like, you know how we always say, like, the last thing you want to do is play against a team that just got embarrassed?
4: <laughs> well, yeah, and then apparently it happened,
3: yeah. Yeah, so, so I guess that's what happened for them. Um, In third place, Newcastle United, who have just quietly just stuck their way into a Champions League spot right now.
4: Bro, I have no idea how the hell that happened. Because they haven't bought
2: anybody.
4: No, they just kept, they, they, well, I mean, think about it. They actually they keep their, the players that they bought. They, and then they're, were, we're not going to say like they're, oh my God, like crazy amount, you know. But, yeah,
3: but I mean, like they haven't necessarily bought anybody like that. They, they, they went, they didn't go get Mbappe or anything like that. That's what I mean. But like,
4: yeah, they still, yeah. They, they still kept it like kind of under the radar, but yet it's working for them.
3: And yeah, and the crazy thing that the people that are standing out are guys that they already had on the team. Like, right. Miguel Amirón, this dude who came from the MLS, by the way, just want to point that out. Um, this guy, like last season had a terrible season. He comes in this, you know, he comes in this, the second season and he's been very crucial to, to, to Newcastle's success so far. So that goes to show you, man, it, it, you know, you don't know who's going to be that guy that steps up and it's, it's been Miguel Amaron. And I believe Jolinton has been, has, was actually switched to a different position. And actually, looks. Br- I think. He, I think he now plays center midfield, and he's looked great over there. Um. So I mean, yeah, this Newcastle team, and, and can you imagine if they add like maybe another another piece that that will make them even better? That's just yeah, Newcastle quietly. Newcastle's
4: about to. They're they're quietly working their way up, and I mean they got the funds for it now. So if anything, they'll they'll try to go for the big money players soon.
3: Yeah, I'm just glad that Newcastle's there because. People are more like, "Why the fuck is that team there versus Arsenal?" So <laughs> it's a little distraction for right now. So like, let them focus on and so not worry about-
4: So yeah, so they're the gaslight. They're, they're the ones <laughs> they're being <laughs> gaslighted, like right now. And like, just like, "Why is this team?
3: Why is this team?"
4: Yeah, Arsenal is like slowly just kind of standing on the shadows. Like we're still here,
2: but you know, we don't want to attract attention.
3: Yeah, right. Like just lay low, guys. And then yeah, right? in that fourth place spot is Tottenham.
2: Not close to a trophy. All i know, i, I was gonna say, I like,
4: all I know is he don't want them to win a
2: single trophy this
3: season. Oh yeah, not a single trophy this season. Though now <laughs> uh, Belly of Fantasy is now now has some investment now after I told them about the whole uh, jersey giveaway bed. Uh, so oh damn, so that'll be fun. Um, in and, and the Europa League spots, we have Manchester United and Liverpool.
0: But yeah,
2: um,
3: Liverpool, I just, unless they're playing against a big, some big team, like, unless it's Manchester City, they're just, they're just not looking good. Um, they've had a few standout games. They've also had some really bad games. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Liverpool, Manchester United. I mean, just drama and drama and drama going on with that team. Everyone was talking about how last season Barcelona was the novella. Turns out, it's Manchester United. <laughs> no, yeah,
4: no, it is, man.
3: That is, it is ridiculous how it's been. Yeah, man, it, it is. It's crazy, and we'll find out a little bit more next episode, hopefully, so. Um, or, I, I, hopefully, I don't know how you feel about that one. <laughs>
2: yeah. But, yeah, um, so. Let's just put it this way. I'm not Happy with the way things are going with
4: them at all? I'm just I'm kind of devastated with how. But but the the, the good thing is like it's coming to life. It's coming to life. That's basically like mm-hmm. how I see it right now.
3: Yeah. And then you know flip side when you're talking about Manchester United, who people want the Glazers out. Liverpool, Fanway Sports Group is putting putting Liverpool up for sale. Yeah. For for what reason? I have no idea. But. Yeah, I mean, the they, and funny enough, well, weirdly, time is the time that they announced they were putting they were putting the team up for sale was when they were when they were drawn to Real Madrid. Um, so everyone made jokes like, "Damn, man, you you just draw with Real Madrid, and you're already quitting."
4: Yeah, right. Oh,
3: so, but we'll see what happens there. And then in that Europa Conference League spot is Brighton.
2: Hmm. There's a there's a team in here that I don't <laughs> see over here. <laughs> you know like, what? Funny
3: enough, they had a manager that actually used to manage Brighton too.
2: Um, you're, like, you're like you're like something here doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. A, you know, we're missing a team in blue here. But you know, I don't know.
3: I don't know. It sounds like a C. Brighton's with C. I don't know, but. But they're not, they're, clearly they're not important because they're not even on this list. But moving on to the teams that unfortunately could be getting relegated to the next, to the lower division in the championship. Uh, we have Nottingham Forest, who just got promoted, uh, this season. And, um, kind of sticking to the team with teams that we've seen in these leagues for quite some time. Southampton
2: and Wolves. Oh, damn. Yeah. So
3: they are in. It 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 probably did suck even more for Wolves. And so all right, you know how we talked about Unai em- Emery going taking over Aston Villa? Mm-hmm. Well, guess who is
2: taking over Wolves? Oh damn. Oh, Well then.
3: The the current Sevi- the the well, former Sevilla manager. This guy literally left a sunken ship to go enter into another sinking ship. If that's not karma, I don't know what is.
2: Would you say it would be a sinking ship into a sinking submarine?
3: Is that what we're calling? Wol- I th- yeah, Wolves have been really bad.
2: <laughs> so maybe. Yeah, I mean, sure. But at least you got all these Portuguese players. Yeah. But and yeah, you no, got, that, that's... You,
4: got, you got you got like the U nineteen of Portugal
2: or the what is it
3: the U twenty one of Portugal, Dude. <laughs> the U nineteen of Portugal along with Bravo Jimenez.
2: Yeah,
4: that's all. I was like, oh, like he should be there too, right? <laughs> I was like, oh
2: shit,
3: he's there somewhere. But yeah, so that is the leagues. Um Like I said, it we're not really it's not really the halfway point, obviously, because the halfway point would have been in December. They're still they like 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 kinda how I mentioned, Arsenal still hasn't played Manchester City. Uh Real Madrid, I believe, still haven't played Atletico Madrid. Barcelona hasn't played Atletico Madrid. Um so like Juventus did play against AC Milan, but yeah, like I said, there's games that haven't been played yet. Um so you know So, which the thing that's gonna kind of suck, and I think I, I mean, I kind of mentioned it, but once the World Cup is over, like, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna stretch out the season so it it's it finishes at a at a not a dangerous way for the players because obviously you don't want to overwork these guys after playing a World Cup. But well, not everybody's playing the World Cup, but you you know what I mean, and and then you're gonna send them into this super condensed schedule. I mean, you're still going to play a super condensed schedule. It's just going to be kind of stretched out because, like I said, you're playing more than half your season in that second half. So, it's going to be... Things can happen. Things can easily change, you know, in this World Cup. Someone can get injured, and that can be very costly to the team. Whereas, some players that are not playing in the World Cup, like the entire Italian squad, can get healthy and get ready for the season... <laughs>
4: Wow! I mean, wow. They're,
3: they're not in the World Cup.
4: I'm just saying, damn! Like, way to put it out there like that, Jesus!
3: Yeah. Uh, or shoot, an, Erling Haaland is going to score sixty goals this season. Just, yeah, I want
2: to point that out. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's getting
4: there, bro. He's getting there. I don't know. And
3: I mean, the one thing that we keep the kind of the one thing everybody knocks on Erling Haaland is his injuries, right? Yeah. He has like a whole, he has like till now, till this, you know, till January to get like anything taken care of. If he has like a pulled hamstring, you know, get that, get, get that massage going for him. But like he has like enough time to get himself primed and ready to go up, go ahead and, and, and score another, another, <laughs> you know, just go ahead and break the record and then some. So yeah. I mean, like Jesus Christ. I'm not saying he's going to have a 90 goal season like Messi did.
4: Like, what was it, 93? I think it was 93.
3: But oh. I mean, they are in the Europe, I mean, they are in the Champions League. I believe they're still in the FA Cup.
2: I believe they're still in the League Cup. Damn.
3: I don't think they would Well, I mean, 90 goals is still 90 goals, but I don't know cuz when Fair Messi enough. Messi did it with the Champions League La Liga, and, and Copa del Rey. So he didn't necessarily have, like... Because, I mean, the English Premier League, they have all these tournaments. But... I guess just no, two more...
4: Didn't, didn't, didn't he also do it with the... Uh, like in the...
2: the uh, what's it called? The Copa de Clubs? Like the oh, the FIFA Club team? World Cup? Yeah. Ooh, that's a good too? point.
3: Okay, I guess maybe that evens it out. But that's only, like, what? Three games? True. And <laughs> I mean they're I mean they're they're talking about trying to expand that FIFA Club World Cup thing, but Yeah, because when you really think about it, it's only like three games that they play.
2: Yeah. I mean you're right, but still like freak. Ninety goals? Shit.
3: Yeah. I mean, <sighs> Maybe not, he might not get 90 goals this season, but he'll definitely get at least like 60.
2: He'll get up there though.
4: As it'll long as he stays there.
3: healthy. Yeah. But that's the only knock on him. But, uh, um, but yeah, man. So it's going to be really interesting how this, how this next, how, how these guys do after that World Cup break. Cause that, that can change a lot of things. Like, yeah, it could be, it could honestly be the guys that didn't make it to the World Cup benefit from, from not being in the World Cup cause, they are not going to be overworked
4: like uh, the guys that are yeah. playing in the World Cup. Exactly. So I mean, yeah, it's um...
3: that that is crazy to think about because, like, you know how we're talking about how PSG is like just over here killing it, but maybe the fact that like Neymar, Messi, and Mbappe—they're all in the World Cup right now—and they come back and they're just like just beyond exhausted—that could easily dwindle them down. True. Like True. It, that is is it could be literally that impactful, and that's the, that's the insane part. Maybe especially RC- at
4: the time, especially at the time, you know what I mean, like yeah, know, it's around like Christmas time and stuff like that. Like you know, and then like coming back and Champions League is going to start what February again. Yeah. So, so for all
3: we know, Arsenal yeah. could just win the league. It could just win the league. On, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll see what happens, man. But all right, man. So, uh, that is that is the the recaps of the of the of the break of the of the leagues. Um, once again, thank you to True Classic Tees. Use that code BELLYUPFANTASY at checkout so you get 25% off on your purchase with True Classic Tees. Go ahead and check them out. Great stuff. All right, man. So we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going with our thoughts on the U.S. Men's National Team World Cup squad. Let me tell you guys about Belly Up Sports. Belly Up Sports is the internet sports bar. Go ahead and check out their website, www.bellyupsports.com to read some great articles from great writers all across the country, from hockey, baseball, golf, soccer, you name it. Belly of Sports is the premier, not your average, website. And we're back. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Twitter at insertnamefc. Um, this U.S. Men's National Team World Cup squad, thought, uh, dot share, reaction, whatever the hell you want to call it, is brought to you by <laughs> Run Your Pool. Run Your Pool is a Pick them, Survivor Pool Challenge, whatever you guys want to do, whatever you guys want to think in your brains and you want to create a challenge amongst friends or some complete strangers, like we're doing with our Run Your Pool Challenge for the World Cup. Um, It's there. You can do it with NFL, NBA, whatever sports you want to do, you can do it there. Now, for us, we are running a Run Your Pool Challenge for the 2022 FIFA World Cup. Pretty basic. It's right now when, picking the group winners and picking the places you'll get points as you, as you, as you're accurate with your, your, your picks.
2: The person
3: with the highest score, not name me Edward or Spencer, will Dang. win the jersey of the winner of the 2022 FIFA World. Not actually their jersey, but we're going to get you a jersey of the country that wins the 2022 FIFA World Cup. But like I said, right now it's just the group stages that we're doing. As the tournament progresses, we will get going from, you know, the round of 16 to the quarterfinals, to the semifinals, to the final, all the way through. Once again, with that, the highest score does win the jersey of the country that won the 2022 Football World Cup. So go ahead and enter. It is the pinned post on our Instagram and Twitter at insert So just go ahead, follow the instructions, see how you, how you can enter for a chance to win a jersey.
2: But all right, man. So
3: they have announced it. They did this whole spectacle of announcing the players that were going to be representing the U.S. men's national team in the World Cup. Um, oh, I just want to say something about the presentation. I just thought it was a bit extra <laughs> to right. bring these guys on stage. Like it was like a whole thing on ESPN. It was cool. Um, that's all I gotta say. It was cool. I mean, I, I, I thought it was a bit much in my opinion, but it, it was, I mean, obviously it's the World Cup. It's, it should be a big deal. You should, you should be trying to showcase the players like that. Um, I don't, I don't think I've ever saw them do that for the women's team. So I, you know, maybe they just, they deserve more of a spectacle when they announce their World Cup squad, but, uh, that's neither here nor there.
4: <laughs>
3: I mean, maybe, maybe it was like,
4: you know, kind of like, uh, a- trying to hype it up after the last World
3: Cup? Possibly. I mean, yeah, this team has it. The U.S. hasn't been in the World Cup for eight years now, so I I get that. That's that's
4: why I'm like, that's why I'm like, "Hmm, maybe that's what they're trying to do.
3: Yeah, that is a possibility. But all right, we'll start with goalkeepers. At goalkeepers, Matt Turner from Arsenal,
2: Ethan Horvath, who is currently on loan at Ludentown, and Sean Johnson, NYCFC.
3: Hmm. No Zach Steffen.
2: That's
4: right. Oh crap! And we were really hoping that Zach Steffen was going to do it.
2: Um,
3: it's a real one A one B situation with Zach Steffen and Matt Turner. Uh, obviously, the being that you know Matt, you know Zach Steffen is not. One makes me think that maybe someone, you know, maybe he's dealing with injury, which is something that is possible with Zach Steffen. Uh, it's crazy to think that he, he went on loan to Middlesbrough for the fact to get more playing time so he can make the World Cup roster. Obviously he left Manchester, went, went left, went on loan from Manchester City to go play at Middlesbrough. Um, but you know what? Matt Turner has deserved to be the guy. I think he is the guy. To be in, in between the sticks. Um I think if anything the benefit is Matt Turner knows that he is the starting goalkeeper for the USA. Like there is no doubt about it. There's no there's no, you know, oh if I mess up Zach Steffens coming in, you know what I mean? So yeah. so I think this definitely alleviates a lot of pressure for him. Uh so I mean as a I do more and more lean more towards Matt Turner just because he is a shot stopper. Like that is what he does. Um, is he great with his feet? Not really, but.
4: Like, not necessarily. It's not
3: not the most important thing for me, uh, from goalkeepers. Like, I don't, I don't need you to be playing Joga Bonito, you know? But, uh, but, you know, stopping shots is more important to me than playing, playing with, being able to play with your feet.
0: So, I like that. Ethan Horvath,
3: um, has looked pretty good over at Ludentown. Um, you know, say what you want. But I, I, I think, and you know, some people are saying, oh, Sean Johnson's the number two, which, I mean, honestly, backup goalkeeper and the third string goalkeeper, if you could, you could flip him. It doesn't really matter because obviously Matt Turner is going to be the guy playing mostly. But I think those are two really good backups, really good ones. I think Sean Johnson is definitely there to be the, the old man, the group, if you will. Yeah. Uh, not that not, not like taking a jab, but obviously he's very even keel. Uh you know, he he he'll be there mainly for like leadership purposes because this is a very young USA roster. So Which is yeah, a a, it
2: has
4: it hasn't been it hasn't been as young in a long time. Not even a two thousand two uh, roster was this young.
3: Yeah. So so uh, yeah. I mean, besides, obviously, the, the obvious shocker, which is Zach Steffen didn't get called up. Maybe he's dealing with injury, or maybe, you know, Greg just wanted to met, let, Matt, let Matt Turner know he's the guy. So, I mean, how do you feel about that?
2: I mean,
4: honestly, I I, I was a bit shocked. I was a bit surprised, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured he was going to end up taking uh, Zach Steffen over to the World Cup, because we were talking about it. We were like, oh, man, he's been playing really good. You know, we were, I was over here thinking that that's what was going to be his number one.
2: Uh-huh.
4: And, you know, am not trying to say, like, sadly, you know, these other three got picked, but no, nah, I mean, Matt Turner is good. Oh. I mean, it's not like it's a bad deal. It's just, I guess I was a little bit flabbergasted. I thought he was going to be in there with uh, Matt Turner.
3: No, yeah, I, no, I totally get you, get you on that part with Zach Steffen. But those are the goalkeepers, man. So going to defenders, we have Cameron Carter Vickers from Celtic, Sergino Des from AC Milan. Oh, fuck's sake, Aaron Long from Red Bull, New York. Uh, Jack Moore from Nashville. Tim Ream from Fulham. Anthony Robinson from Fulham. Joe Scally for Borussia Munch and DeAndre Yellen from Inter-Miami and Walker Zerun from Nashville. Um, oh,
2: yeah. Like, there are certain names on this roster that I
3: won't argue with, uh, I won't argue against, but Aaron Long is one of those that I definitely will. Because <laughs> uh, he sucks. I'm sorry. I this guy is purely a Greg Brawl guy. Like I don't there's no reason why you you would pick him. Um is the Chris Richards injury kind kind of one of the reasons why that that benefited Aaron Long? Possibly. Um but there was other guys that I would have gladly taken. And also maybe also the Miles Robinson injury also didn't help. Because I think if Miles Robinson was was healthy, Aaron Long would not be on this roster. Because Miles Miles Robinson and Walker Zimmerman would be the two center backs. Um, I just don't like the idea of Aaron Long being even remotely an option. <laughs> like I don't even like. Hopefully he's just on the bench for the whole World Cup. Because the thought of him, like not even actively on the bench, like just have him there for reserve. Like I don't. The the thought of him possibly even maybe becoming being coming off as a substitute scares me. And so I don't like Aaron Long. There was maybe a time that I did like Aaron Long, but that was a long time ago. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not happy about Aaron Long. I think it's very clear that I don't like him. And he's wearing fifteen. That's the word that, that even hurts me even more. He's wearing fifteen.
4: <laughs> he's wearing your number.
3: He's wearing number fifteen. I and I don't like it. Just like I, I just I mean, don't like this guy. <laughs> okay.
4: What okay, what if he was like, okay, you either wear thirty or yeah.
3: Oh, he could have wore 33 for all I care. He could wear any number. 30, 30. Yeah, you wear any number. I don't care. But yeah. like, Jesus Christ. It's it just, it's, it's just not easy to like Aaron Long right now. Um, you could have had Mark McKenzie. You could have had James Sands, James Sands from Ran- like that's currently playing at Ranger. Well, yeah, currently playing at Rangers right now, who gives you a different type of player because not only can he play center back, but he can also play in the midfield. Um, that seems like a very if you're talking about like back end players, you know what I mean? Yeah, like maybe like guys that are like, eh, I'm not really sure if I want to bring him in. James Sands is a perfect guy because of his versatility. The fact that he can play center back and play defensive midfield that that seems very that seems very helpful. Um, but yeah, Aaron Long I think is the one I don't like. Uh, Shaq is a little bit of a head scratcher, but I I think he's he's a guy that Greg Berhalter really likes. Um, Tim Ream, some people may think I I may have not been happy with that move, but look, Tim Ream has been playing very consistently with Fulham. That's a fact. Is he old? You bet. But he's also a cap, he's also the captain of Fulham. So, I mean, like, is he going to play games? Uh, maybe. Like, if, if, if he, t- if he looks better in, on practice than Cameron Carter Victor's or Aaron Locke, God forbid that happens. Um, like, I'm not against Tim Ream. I think his experience is very beneficial. And I mean, he plays in England, so he sees a lot of the English players and the Welsh players. So that could be a benefit, at least for Greg Brawhauser to have another set of eyes on the, on the field, or maybe not on the field. You know. Maybe as another coach, you know? So I'm not against, uh, I'm not against Tim Ream, but I do like to see Sergino Des. I do like seeing Anthony Robinson. Joe Skelly, I'm really happy to see just cause, I, I, I've liked how he's been playing for Borussia Mönchengladbach. He's actually rumored, like, there's a rumor that Tottenham and Manchester United are actually keeping a close eye on him. Uh, apparently, mm-hmm. they like what they're seeing from him, so he could possibly be making a move for the English Premier League. Uh, but, Edward, um, I know you're not necessarily the big defend, big fan defense, but uh, what do you got to say about the defenders that got called up for the World Cup?
4: I mean, you know, i liked liked Sergino Des, Um Shaq Moore Team room, Anthony Robinson, um, Joe Scally, DeAndre Yedlin. You know, I was like, "That's cool, okay." They're taking, they're taking him. Like, uh, I guess you could say the experience, the experience, uh, win back. Actually, um, the
3: only guy with World Cup experience.
4: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, it, it makes sense to take him. It's kind of like a you know how Brazil's doing. I mean, Brazil does have the variety of player that has World Cup experience, but they're also taking <laughs> he's Danny. He's Alves. He's the
3: Dani Alves of the USA. Yeah, yeah,
4: he's the like Danny Alves. Legit. Basically, like <laughs> the same exact player, just you know, not as old, but he has the experience, and he's literally playing the same position. So, I mean, and they play the same way. So, that's it's really cool. Basically, I think this is going to be his last World Cup for DeAndre Yedlin. Oh, I agree. I agree. So Walker Zimmerman. So yeah, I I I, I like what I see. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know much about Aaron Long. You know, I I I'm just going off of you, Cameron Carter, Vic Rick, Vickers. Um, don't know much about him. So I'm just I'm just going off of what you say. But yeah, I, if I could get like, so you know, that's the start, and he starts and he's like on fire. You know that that would be amazing because it's like. Maybe they may want him back in Barcelona. I don't know.
3: You really want him back in Barcelona?
4: Yeah, dude. <laughs> like that was that was like badass. Like what? They had two I think it was like three players from the US and not uh, one of them made it to the uh, front
3: line. Conrad de la Fuente was there for a bit. Uh-huh.
4: Conrad de la Fuente was there and then he really did he really didn't make a big impact at all. If anything, best was the one that made the impact. Just, well,
3: I mean also it didn't help that he was a winger and yeah.
4: I mean that's Barcelona's surplus of wingers.
3: Yeah, he 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 decided to be getting called up at the wrong time. I think yeah, those are the only yeah. two Americans. I, maybe there's another one, I don't remember.
4: There was another one. I just can't remember his name, man. I cannot right. remember his name for the last minute.
3: But yeah, so those are defenders. Now the midfield. This is a little bit interesting just because of how where they where they labeled him in, but hey, that's where they put him in. Uh, Brendan Aronson from Leeds United, Helen McCAster from LAFC, Tyler Adams from Leeds United, Luca De La Torre from Celta Vigo, uh Weston McKinney from Juventus, Eunice Musa from Valencia, oh, uh <laughs> Christian Roldan from Seattle Sounders. Um so what, like I said, it's interesting that they mentioned Brendan Aronson as a midfielder. I do see him more as a winger. But I do know he can also play in the midfield, though I think he'll probably be more, I think he'll be more, more used on the wings. I don't, I think they just put him there just to put him there. Uh, but yeah, MMA. That's, that's the only thing you need to know about the midfield. Weston McKenna, Eunice Musa, and Tyler Adams. I think that's, that's, that's who you're going to start with. Luca Delatorre, I know he's dealing with some, I know he he dealt with an injury. I don't know if he's going to be a hundred percent, but I think he is going to be a very important player, especially coming off the bench. Um, Kellen Acosta, man, like people can't, there's going to be some people that don't like Kellen Acosta. And, and I kind of get that. But I mean, the dude can play. I don't think that there's any argument towards it. The guy, I mean, the dude scored a goal in the MLS cup off of a free kick. So, I mean, I think there is some quality in him. I, I really do think that there's some, there's some real value from Kellen Acosta. If you were to ask me two years ago about Kellen Cost making the World Cup squad, I would have been very livid about it. But the way he's been playing since, since then has been really good. I've been really impressed by him. So, and he's from Texas. So also there's a lot of players from Texas on this team, by the way. I just wanted to point <laughs> that out. <laughs> just, just y'all. <laughs>
2: but y'all and, uh, and Christian rolled down. Um, oh my God. Why they call this guy?
3: I, I get it. He's versatile. He could he could he could play midfield. He could kind of play defensive midfield. Uh maybe play on the wings, but oh my god. That was just not one that I want. That that that's one of those where you could have maybe gone after somebody else. Maybe not necessarily a midfielder. Maybe maybe go get yourself another attacker, you know? Um yeah, that one that one that one and Aaron Long are the ones that doesn't doesn't does make me very happy to see. Uh just gonna say that. But uh Edward Infielders.
2: I mean so
4: I mean I know who Brandon Ar- Harrison is, kind of Costa,
2: Tyler Adams,
4: you yeah, know, that's pretty cool. Loca de la Torre is the one that I'm I'm not too known about, with McKinney, of course, I Mias mean, Musa, of course. Christian Rondan uh I mean, I guess because he's in the MLS. I'm like, that's too big on him. I just remember that... Uh, isn't his brother playing in the Guatemalan? League, no, it, his, his
3: brother plays for El Salvador. He's the captain, oh, actually.
4: Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right,
2: that's right. So
3: it's like he, one of the So both Christian Roldan, obviously, because they're brothers. But uh, yeah. Christian Roldan and, and... um. Wow, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, Well, <laughs> the, the Roldans, they are... Guatemalan, Salvadoran Americans. And yeah. uh there was a whole there was a whole thing about about uh you know the little little brother the little Roldan about him, you know, he was gonna play like it looked very certain that he was gonna play for Guatemala and then in the last minute he was like, you know what? Nah, I don't I don't think I'm gonna commit to a team yet. And then they find out that he chose to play for El Salvador. Um so, yeah. so Guatemala hates him, but you know, El Salvador loves him. Matter of fact, he's captain. But um, but yeah, no Christian Roldan. I just, you know
2: what?
3: At, at least it's not Jackson Yule. I'll, I'll say that. At least it's not Jackson Yule or or Will Trap. But yeah, I feel like that could have been maybe another position. Someone else could have got been been the benefactor of that spot. But hey, Christian Roldan, he's going to the World Cup. Uh yeah, that's all I got to say. But moving on to forwards, the the position ever likes more than anything else. Um, Jesus Ferreira from FC Dallas, Jordan Morris from the Seattle Sounders, Christian Pulisic, Chelsea, Gio Reyna from Borussia Dortmund, Josh Sargent from Norwich City, Tim Weah from Lille, and Haji Wright, uh, Jesus Christ, I'm going to try not to butcher this team's name, (laughs) Antti Osborne.
2: No Ricardo Pepe. No That's Jordan. The one Epoch, that I, I was I was actually really surprised about no Ricardo Pepe. And no Paul Ariola. That's right. Yeah.
3: So Jesus for all right, so I'm I'm gonna wait before we talk strikers. So obviously the wingers, Jordan Morris, Christian Pulisic, Gio Reyna, uh Timothy Weah. you're gonna also throw Brendan Aronson into that mix as well. I think that yeah. you honestly, winger base, I like that, those group of wingers. I know there's some people that don't necessarily like too much are not too happy about Jordan Morris. Um Jordan Morris is a guy that I do actually like. Uh, me and Edward have said a lot, a, lot, a lot. We've given Jordan Morris a lot of praise, and obviously, not necessarily having the best, didn't have the best year with the Seattle Sounders. Um honestly Everybody that complains about the MLS guys, I get it that like besides the guys from LAFC, um, okay, there's no Philadelphia Union players, but besides Kellen Acosta, everybody else has been not playing for like almost a whole month. So I get that complaint, but like, if, if I think if the player is if the player can fit to what Greg Berhalter wants, which I really hate saying that, use that sentence, but if the, <coughs> if, if the player is good, I think that they they deserve a shot. Like that, that's just going to be me. But I think Jordan Morris, I think he can, he can be a, can, can do some things for the team. He's a very hard worker, which is one of the things that I like about it, along with him being very, t- in my mind, talented. Um, is he going to start? No. Obviously, when you have guys like Christian Pulisic, you know, there's a, there's a situation where you don't even know who's going to be your starting wingers. I mean, Christian Pulisic is a guaranteed, but Timothy Weah, in my opinion, is like one of the better wingers on this team. In hindsight, Gio Reyna is actually a, a midfielder. But, and, and, you know, Brendan Aronson's also a winger. So the winger position is very loaded, in my opinion. So I'm just going to just say that as my thoughts. Uh, Edward, any thoughts on the wingers before we get to the strikers?
2: Mm, no, honestly, I'm, um, I think they're doing good. Like, I think, I think, uh, yeah, I'm, Basically what you said it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like I mean,
3: like I said, I'm I'm okay with the wingers. Um maybe maybe you could have made done some things differently, but I'm fine with it. Now the, the striker position. Jesus Ferreira, Josh Sargent, and Haji
2: right. So
3: this is what Greg Burl Halter said. I just wanna point that out. <laughs> so he mentioned Josh Sargent. one, he's doing really well in the championship. I actually agree with him. He's given praise for what he's been able to do in the championship. Um, you know, Norwich is mo- looks more very likely to be promoted next season, uh, and that you could definitely give credit to Josh Sargent for, for being part of that. His argument for the reason for bringing Josh Sargent is because obviously he plays in England. He sees players that are English and Welsh, so he could be an advantage. I don't know if that's really, a good, look, man, if that's the island, he's going to die on, he's going to die on that island. That's all I got to say for that, for that argument. Um, Haji Wright,
2: he's saying that, cause Haji Wright is like a big body. He is performing well. He, he's been scoring goals for Antalya uh, Antalya Antalyazpur, Antal- 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 He's been scoring goals for them. Um, and he's saying that he
3: chose him over Jordan Fox. Now, I do prefer Jordan Fox because he is a big body striker, kind of similar to a Josie Altidore type of player. Um, and, and I mean, when you have to look at form between Haji Wright and Peefock, you do have to give it to Haji Wright. P. kind of quiet down a little bit into the season after that hot start that he had. So I get those things and I agree with them. I don't. I. I mean, just my bias. I would have preferred to get Jordan P. because I think he does have a little bit more body for him, for for what they're going to be facing against England and and Wales and Iran. So I mean, I would have preferred Jordan P. but that's just my personal bias. Not going to say anything else. Jesus Ferrer on the other side. Like uh, you can. I can already tell you, Josh Sargent is the only one I don't have any questions behind. But Jesus Ferreira, who honestly did really well for FC Dallas, scored a lot of goals for FC Dallas, you know, didn't really have a great MLS Cup when when he, when FC Dallas was there. But I get why they, they called him up. And the thing that I will say that kind of, I can, under, well, my brain was looking at it not correct for Halter's brain. My brain was saying, Okay. You got these two bigger forwards. Yes. Jar Sargent is still is considered a big forward. Um, these taller forwards that are more of target men type players, poachers, if you will. And then you have Jesus Pereira, who is more of a false nine. I think you can say he's, he's, he's tiny. Okay. He's small. He's a little guy. So what yeah. he can bring to the table is that he has a, a different type of speed, a type of ability with to touch the ball. But Greg Brohalter said something that I was just like, this, this guy's an idiot. And he said that he actually chose Jesus Ferreira over Ricardo Pepe. Last time I checked, Dang. Ricardo Pepe is way taller than Jesus Ferreira. He is not yep. a false nine. He's actually a true nine. He can actually score goals in multiple ways. We've seen him score goals off a header. We've seen yep. him take direct shot goals. We've seen yep. him make runs. We've seen him create his own goals. He is a number nine. That is what, and he's, and this man, this young man, Ricardo Pepe, goes, you know, isn't doing well at Augsburg. So he goes over to the Air Divisi on loan to go play for Groningen to score goals so he can get informed to make the World Cup roster. And he's scoring goals. So I want to point that out. And he does not get taken into this roster because he gets chosen over Jesus Ferreira, who was his understudy when he was at FC Dallas. Because if you guys, which I can tell you because I was tortured by this team, Ricardo Pepe would play up top. And who would be his cam? Jesus Ferreira. And this is not me like taking shots at Jesus Ferreira. Because honestly, if it was Ricardo Pepe, Josh Sargent, and Jesus Ferreira, I would still be okay with that group. Haji Wright really did surprise me. I just didn't think he was on on the radar for, for Greg Berhalter. I can understand that Jordan Fox has quieted down, but Ricardo Pepe, Ricardo Pepe, the way he's been playing, how do you not take him is the only thing that pisses me off. Like, how do you not take him? And then you give us this... Like, if you're going to choose form, choose form. Like, some of these guys, he used form, and then some of them he didn't use. He Like, when he was trying to explain... I hate that these managers, all these managers, it's not just, you know, Greg Burhalter, like Gareth Southgate, like, oh, why'd you, why'd you pick, why does dude pick Harry Maguire over freaking Tamori is beyond me. <laughs> but he did that. And, and he, and he used, he used his dumb logic to explain it. Like, just say you picked the guy because you wanted that guy. Like, I mean, it, it, regardless, people aren't going to like your decision, but at least, Hey, that's the guy he likes. So, I mean, um, Jesus, Ferrer, I'm fine with because he does bring a different type of play to you. But Ricardo Pepe should have been here. There's no way you don't put Ricardo Pepe on the squad. Like, it, it is to me the dumbest move. Hopefully, it doesn't bite them. Um, before I say the overall with the US Men's National team, Edward, you got anything to say about the strikers? No, I mean,
2: uh, I w-
4: like to be honest, I was shocked that Ricardo Pepe wasn't in the starting squad. But I mean, I, I, I guess we just have to put our faith in Greg Ballholter and see what his mind is thinking. Because, I mean, that's the only thing I can tell you. I mean, I I agree with you. Like, I honestly would have preferred Ricardo Pepe, to be honest, to be like the number nine, to be the striker. Um, But right now, I guess it's just like a mixture. I guess he just wants to have diversity. And uh, he doesn't want to just rely on that tall striker kind of deal going on. You know, I mean, it, it, it sucks because I think uh, everybody else
2: has like a different kind of standpoint um, from you know from from just this. Like, honestly, I'm just like shit. Like Uruguay themselves, what they are taking?
4: What Luis Suarez, Edison Cavani, Darwin Nunez, you know, as strikers. So I'm like, you know, both, all three, all three of them. You know, we've seen how they perform. And, you know, I'm not saying that these these guys can't perform, but I mean,
2: um, like you said, like Ricardo Pepe is way more taller than Jesus Ferreira. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Man. I'm just saying, <laughs> I guess we'll just see.
3: Yeah. Uh, all right. So, overall, on this roster, I'm actually very pleased with it, besides the little hiccups, that the one thing, like, don't get, don't get into I love the fact that Haji writes there. Like, I mean, you know, he, he's, he's played with these guys over the years, all the way down to, like, the U-levels. So I yeah. really don't hate Haji Wright. I think it's, it's great that he's getting his call-up. Like, he's, a, he, out of all, well, Josh, I mean, Josh Sargent, both of them have been informed. But, like, this is honestly the hardest thing anybody can do is to try to make a World Cup roster because you're going to leave guys out. It's just going to happen. It sucks that it happens, but that comes with the job. I mean, injuries happen. Obviously, I think if Miles Robinson was healthy, this would be a completely different-looking look uh, looking team because Miles Robinson, in my opinion, is the second-best center back next to Walker Zimmerman. Right. Um, if Chris Richards was healthy, that could have honestly been the nail in the coffin for Ellen Long not to be on this roster, but here he is. Um, maybe there isn't a midfielder that can argue for Christian Roldan maybe Paul Ariola should have been in there instead of Christian Roldan. Like, there's other, there's so many things to like when, like, I get it. It's a hard, it's a hard thing to do. And it's like, you don't want to mess this up because it's been eight years since the U.S. Men's National Team has been in the World Cup. And, um, I mean, like I said, all in all, besides two players that I really don't want on this roster, I'm really happy with this whole, with this roster. I'm really, I'm glad with, I'm content with this one. The big question will be what does Greg Burhalter choose to do with this team? Like, how he sets them up. I swear to God, if I see them playing through the back, it's probably going to piss me off a lot of these games. Um, Because you guys know how I feel about them playing through the back. I told you, we probably are not going to make it past the group if we play like that. Especially against teams like England and Wales, but maybe they can... I, I, like I said, this team is very tenacious. This is a very... Like, that's the one word I can give these guys is that they're tenacious. As long as they keep that fight and just say F it, if things start not going as planned and actually, and and try to play better ball, this could be a completely different World Cup roster. And maybe they make a good run and, and we, and we get excited for 2026.
2: Yeah, you're right.
3: But yeah, that is the U.S. men's national team World Cup squad. All right. We'll get going to. Players of the Week. Players of the Week is brought to you by In The Clutch. In The Clutch is an amazing apparel company that is that is actually approved by the Players Associations of Major League Soccer, the Major, the major League Baseball, uh, and the National Basketball Association. They also do some stuff with some NCAA uh, gear as well. But I love these shirts, man. They're very comfortable. And I get to rep. Now, like I said, it's licensed by the players association, not by the leagues. So let's, let's make that clear. So you're not going to get any actual, actual like Astros gear or anything like that because obviously it's not partnered with MLB, but you get like, like for instance, I got myself a pretty cool Jeremy Pena shirt. I love Jeremy Pena didn't win rookie of the year, which it was expected. Julio Rodriguez was going to win that one, but I love the shirt, you know, world series MVP and all that stuff. So very comfortable shirts, uh, really cool designs. So if you guys want to go ahead and check them out, go to intheclush.com. And if you use the code insert name at checkout, you'll save yourself 10% off on your purchase. So thanks again for InTheClutch for being the presenting sponsor of players of the week. All right, Edward, who's your player of the week?
4: All right, so I'm going to Anfield for my player of the week. And it is Darwin Núñez who scored two goals in Liverpool's three-one win against Southampton. I think he, yeah, I know. I was like, I mean, I was like, hey, you know what? Like we, we've been talking a lot of smack about Darwin Núñez. The the press has been, but he performed.
2: So I mean, he scored two goals. So hey, you know what? He's my player of the week. So Hector, who's your player of the week? My player of the week is
3: Martin Odegaard.
2: Oh damn!
3: The cap, the captain of Arsenal, you know, obviously gets them a very strong push as now they have a five-point lead over Manchester City in the standings. Martin Odegaard goes ahead and scores two goals in Arsenal's two-nothing win against Wolves. Once again, these are very well team effort goal scoring that they've been doing, moving the ball really well. Uh, like I said, Mikel Arteta's been doing a really great job. I know I said a lot of things about him early when, earlier, but the season, apparently Stan Cronk at least has faith in this guy. not like me, but (laughs) I still want Shaka out. Mm. Okay. Look. All right. Update on the whole Granite Shaka thing. Do I still want him out? You bet. You, you damn well bet. You know, I do. But yeah, you do. I'm give, I give props when I give props, man. He has been working very hard and he's been. Definitely doing a lot more better on the field. He's he's not getting as many red cards as I'm used to. Um, so I'm actually I, I'll give props when I do get you know, when people prove me wrong, I'll I'll always give him props. Brandon Jaca has has proven to be having some work for the club. It does right. not change the fact that I still want him on the club. <laughs> Maybe, maybe it's um, maybe one day I'll, I'll I'll say that I do want him to stay with with Arsenal. Maybe that'll happen. I, think, I don't I think,
4: know. I think I think the only way that you'll be able to say that is like if he, for some reason, is the one that makes them win the league title.
2: Oh, uh,
3: maybe, maybe. Who knows? But yeah. So congratulations to Darwin Nunez and Martin Odegaard for being our players of the week. Once again, thank you to In the Clutch for being the presenting sponsor of Players of the Week. Go ahead and check out InTheClutch.com. Go ahead and use that code InsertName at checkout to save you 10% on your purchase. All right, guys. Look, do I really need to tell y'all what to watch this weekend? Like, do I have to, like, <laughs> actually, do I actually
2: have to say it? I mean, it's the World Cup. Sunday, 2
3: p.m. Central Time. Qatar versus Ecuador. And then after that, it's just non-stop soccer from there. <laughs> so, buckle up. Jesus
2: Christ. soccer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is not the summer of soccer like that that happened on our first year of InterName FC. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot. But yeah, so the World Cup. That's all you got to know. The World Cup. Go ahead and check it out, man. Whether you watch it on Fox Sports or in Univision, it don't matter. I mean, probably watch watching Univision because everybody knows the Spanish broadcast is always better. Um, and also Glenn Davis isn't a part of the World Cup announcing team. So yeah, watching Spanish.
2: Even if you don't speak Spanish, just watch it in Spanish. <laughs> You'll thank me later. Yeah, it's more it's more exciting. Like it just the vibe itself is like way more exciting. Yeah. So
3: so yeah. All right, so we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going with three up, three down, the 2022 FIFA World Cup jerseys. This break was brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. Go ahead and check it out. From NFL to NASCAR, Fanatics has you covered. So go ahead and check out the link on our bios at InsertNameFC in on Instagram and Twitter, and go ahead and get yourself some shopping brought to you by Fanatics. Once again, thank you for Fanatics being a proud partner of in FC. And we're back. It is time for 3 up, 3-down. Obviously, the World Cup is here. And we're going to go and look at the jerseys for the 2022 FIFA World Cup. We're always going to start things with Spencer, then me, and then Edward. So, for Spencer's 3-down, at number 3, he has Canada. Played it
2: safe. Shaking my head. And I 100% <laughs> agree. Like, Canada has been the World Cup. I don't know how long, and, and this is the look you decided to go with. This is just boring design.
3: Like I'm sorry, but yeah, this was, this was this, like you could have done so much better. You could have done, pay homage to the team that did make it to the World Cup and did like because that was. But even though that was an Adidas jersey, but still, like you could have done something, man. Like this. Come on, Nike. Nike! Nike just this was not the year for Nike, man.
2: No, it was not.
3: But yeah, so that's Spencer's number three, number two, Croatia. Croatia with the with the broken checkered pattern would have been dope as fuck if it had have been their outline of their logo.
2: Oh man, <clears throat> let me see. Let's
3: see. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Yeah. I'm not a fan of this, of this Croatia jersey, which is like, you expect the checkerboard. I mean, that's, that's, it's Croatia's. Once again, Nike, Nike again, like Jesus. I I do see what Spencer meant. Like I would have probably liked that look a little bit more if they did it that way too.
2: But (laughs) come on, Nike. This is, this is just not your best work. That's all I got to say. And number one,
3: South Korea's reverse color change mom and pop wax paper cup themed jerseys threw me off. Let
2: me see this. I didn't see this because it sounds like Yeah, because I
4: was like, oh, okay. I see what he's talking about. What group is this
3: Korean? Uh,
2: South Korea is in the Uruguay group.
3: Oh, uh, in the last group. Oh. <laughs> what in the mom and pop <laughs> mom and pop I mean it just movie. looks like it just no, I mean it just looks
4: like somebody just fucking threw paintbrush marks on it. And you you it. know what I'm
3: gonna tell you right now? What their way kit is 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 the RB Leipzig jersey. <laughs> yeah. that's, oh, that's right. That's an RB Leipzig jersey. That's right. Like Nike again.
2: Yeah. Oh my god, dude, this is I don't know.
3: I felt like Nike would have been on a lot of people's three downs, and I yeah. So
2: I think that's, it is. that yeah. that's
3: Spencer's number one is is
2: South Korea. Damn.
3: All right, man. So my number three, and I'm just gonna put them all together in this group just to knock oh, it out. Sure. Huh. All right. That's it. All right. Oh. Is uh the Puma
2: away design. Damn! So all the that ones?
3: weird number square thing. Okay, maybe not all of them. Some of them were pretty dope, but specifically, let me let me let me list them down Switcher- right now. Switch- Switzerland, Switzerland, I'm definitely. Uh, let me let me let me go down the list here and make sure I get all the Puma jerseys before I Damn. before I go full on. Okay, this um, dude here. Uh, um, yeah, Senegal, Senegal. Senegal looks like Power Rangers. Um, and I think those cool, are the only the two, cool honestly. Huh? I think those are the only two no.
2: that that Puma represents.
3: No, there's more.
2: Um, oh, uh, Uruguay. Uh, Mor yeah Morocco yeah no, subtle but no, uh, Ghana, Ser yeah Serbia yeah Serbia you too, Switzerland yeah, oh definitely Ghana. And Uruguay. Yeah. All of them, not a fan of. Uh, wait, did I say one was okay?
3: No. Uh, wait, you did, you did say, uh, Serbia, I think was okay.
2: Or Morocco, I think. All right. Morocco's safe. I'll
3: say Morocco's safe. That one's, that one's okay. I'm okay with that design. But the, yeah, the Puma, the Puma Ways, I'll accept, I'll accept Morocco, uh, Morocco, Morocco. Yeah, all of them, all of them, just bad. All right, number two.
2: Number two Mm -hmm. is, try not to repeat here, but you know what?
3: Yeah, number two, I'm going, I'm going with creation, man. The home. (laughs) This is, it's just a disrespect to creation, man. The, The way kid, though. Oh, the way kid. kid, I like it. I like it. The way kid, I fuck with. This this is just lazy.
2: It's like they didn't want to finish the checkered thing. They're like, eh, it's good enough.
3: Yeah, this is the, yeah, fire that intern. And, and number one, and it's blasphemous because we're talking about you know this is possibly somebody. This is this is gonna be Cristiano Ronaldo's last World Cup jersey. By the way. Oh, uh, here we go. Portugal, Portugal's home. Yeah. Kid. You want to talk about lazy? <laughs> just full on lazy. Like at least, at least with, with Croatia, they had the checkerboard kind of the the kind of checkerboard. Like, someone just there. drew, a, someone just drew a line and just said, "F it, that will do.
2: They'll do, little doggy. They'll do."
3: Yeah. So my yeah, my number one is Portugal. That's just that's disrespectful to Cristiano Ronaldo. This is his last World Cup, and this is this is how we're gonna remember. Maybe they can wear the other the, the 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 away kit. The away kit looks better. The away
4: kit looks decent. Yeah, it's not
3: it's not like oh my god, but I mean yeah, it's not yeah, this. Dude. It's not this home kit. So yeah, but all right, what you do down?
4: All right, so my three down. I think Spence will know what I'm talking about when I say it. So my three down is actually Cameroon's.
2: Uh, I think it's like the away kit or the I don't know the middle one. The middle one, so mm-hmm. you see how, oh. yeah, you see how it's like plain white. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like the
4: trimmings on the on the side of the of the uh, of the sleeves, but it's like, okay, so to me, that right there, that design, it looks like if somebody pasted a tank pad protector, okay, so that tank pad protector is the one that I had on my bike when uh basically oh. it prevents from from scratching it from scratching yeah. it or something. Yeah. So like it, it legit looks like it. So when I saw it, I was like, Did somebody just go ahead and say, <sniffs> it just fell on the shirt. And they're like, oh man, like the little sticky, the little mm-hmm. sticky part fell on it. And they're like, hey, that doesn't look half bad. We'll just go ahead and integrate it into that shirt. I was like, bro. I was like, really? And I don't usually love Cameroon. Sometimes they keep it basic. And those are always like the best ones for Cameroon. But this one. Just, oh,
3: you're going to love this. I work. Damn. All right. Here's this, a fun fact: Cameroon's 2022 World Cup kit are made by One All Sport, a brand with origins in motorsports.
2: Well, that that explains <laughs> it. But it's like,
4: jeez, I was like, why would you put us tank pad? Okay, is that so Are you
3: saying that for all of the Cameroon jerseys, or is it just the? No, the, like okay.
4: So I I kind of dig the red one with the with the green, but I, I, it's not like it's not winning me over. It's yeah. not. That's my number three. Like that's why, because I'm like Cameroon always has... They always bring it. Like when it comes to the jerseys, this They're, I was just like, yeah, Damn. you're talking
3: About the lion, just like. Well, for one, the tank pad basically it prevents
4: it from you hitting your belt buckle uh-huh. or like your belt your belt button from hitting the t- pad and scratching it. So think about it. You literally basically saying I'm about to dump my my sack my close to my sack in front of your face because that's where the tank pad is. I was like, no, that ain't right. That is not right. No, sir. All right, like, so number oh. three,
3: Cameroon. I, I want to hear the rest of these. This is the number three.
4: <laughs> All right, so number two, I, I agree with you. Portugal, the home. I, I was just like, what in the hell is this? Like, I mean, <sighs> Nike has known Portugal for so many years, and they've, they've kept it simple. The maroon, the green, if anything, they had the green on the sleeves. Um, they kept it maybe half and half, but this right here was just we're gonna go ahead and do a little cross design. Like, talk about we're gonna cross the the x and the y axis on this fucking shirt. You know what I'm talking about? Like, golly, bro. Like,
3: like I the Jesus. thing that I really don't get is like how you just get like a little bit of the sleeve of the left sleeve.
4: No, that's 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 what that's what, you might as well just just done the whole they just done the whole right sleeve. That's it. If anything. It's cool, you keep the wave, whatever. But the whole right to would have been better, if anything, or at least like go over the Nike's emblem at least or something. But no, nah, these dudes like, oh, we're gonna go just go over the hat the stomach is and shit like the fuck is wrong with y'all,
2: man. I was like, man, that is just fucked up. Alright. Yeah. And all right. And um my number one. Um maybe I just don't see it. Maybe it's just me.
4: But the Belgium away, like, I guess it's just the colors doesn't remind me of Belgium.
3: Oh, okay.
4: So, like, it's just very... Maybe they're trying to do a statement in Qatar, like, you know, good for them. But if we're just going off of, like, physical design, the colors just throw me off. Like, it just looks like Almost like a tie-dye effect to it.
3: It's it's really hard to read the logo too.
4: I, yeah. Like I'm over here trying to zoom literally I'm zooming in right now
2: as we speak. So yeah. Okay. So that's that's my that's my three downs. Alright, going back to Spencer.
3: At number one at number three, Jesus Christ. Number three, Argentina away with the hidden flames go extra hard.
2: <laughs> yeah, they
4: actually look pretty good. It's this is gonna dope.
3: be. And by the way, this is this this is possibly Messi's last jersey.
2: Yeah. So
3: yeah, I, I, the purple the purple flame kit. I mean, yeah. And I, I like how they whited out the Argentina badge. By the way, too. So yeah. So, yeah, that's a good one, first good one, Spencer. Number two, Tunisia's home and away. Mm, so yeah. he likes both of them. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I, I I gotta say I like the pattern. Yeah. It's very, you know, obviously definitely has to do with Tunisia's it, it has culture.
4: To, yeah. It, it does. Like, it, I'll be honest, like the pattern is not different. Like the pattern is the exact same pattern. It's just in a different color, different undertone. Um, but yeah, I could see it. Like it's very basic, but it does have something that, you know, catches the eye. Mm-hmm. So. so, yeah.
2: Good,
3: good one on that one. And number one is Mexico's home with the bird inlay. Intricacy is bananas. Yeah, Mexico, bro. <laughs> that badge sucks. Yeah.
4: <laughs> the ba- The badge is no longer the same one as it used to be.
3: Yeah, that badge is terrible. I, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a always stand by that 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 statement. It looks like a tram stamp. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this jersey is it's beautiful, man. It's a it's a beautiful jersey. I I, I can't hate it. Uh, I want to hate it, but I can't hate it.
2: It's a good jersey. So, yeah. No. All right. Alright, so my number three and probably I'm going to go with Belgium's home and, and this is the reason why. Ready for it, Edward? Okay. Makes me think of Guy Fieri. Because <laughs> of the fire on the sleeves?
3: Yeah. Welcome. I'm about to call these the Welcome to Flavortown jerseys. Oh, this dude. <laughs> the Flavortown this is. So, this is. I, I might buy this jersey just because of that. I, I'll get a get a guy Fieri
2: Belgium jersey. He's not even Belgium. He's not even from Belgium. You just you just you just want to get the the
4: the the shirt um just with the with the Fieri name on the back.
3: Yeah, Guy Fieri. Damn. Maybe put sixty nine on the back. Oh god. Guy Fietti Welcome to Flavortown. <laughs> so that's my that's my number three. My number two. Uh collectively Japan.
2: Yeah, Japan has a pretty bad ass
3: Dude, that's an origami design. It has
2: to be origami. It has to be origami, right? The design on the blue jersey? I'm trying to see. Uh no 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 no. no. I mean, the thing is,
4: I, I think it's just, it just it's killer. Like, it just kicks ass no matter what. Um, yeah. I think it's just their logo alone, bro. It is logo like alone, it's a strong logo. It, you can't really. If they change it, they they better change it to like
3: Pikachu or something. But bro, man. It's but I it. like,
4: their logo is always good, but yeah. Adidas but, the,
3: the Adidas logo. Like, a lot of people were hating on the Adidas logo but I, it oh, actually doesn't... Goodness. It looks good without the letters. Yeah. Like, I like it. you
2: know
3: what it is. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't need the name Adidas to know it's Adidas. And... And, um,
2: and number one... Oof, man, this is going to be hard. Oh, um,
3: but, I mean, as soon as I saw these jerseys, I was already like... I fell in love with them. All like, right. And, and and that's Germany. <laughs> that is Germany. Yeah,
2: their home. Their home, home's pretty badass.
4: Their like home
3: kit. I and like I mean, I guess we kind of saw these ahead of time because of the women's Euro. But yeah, yeah. These, jerse- these jerseys are freaking beautiful. I love it. It is clean. It is Germany. Like when you see this, you think of Germany instantly. Um, which is also a pretty important thing to be able to know. The white kid is pretty cool too, but I mean, this black jersey. This is like everything that you expect to see from Germany with a different flair. Like, I mean, the the gold for the German badge, the gold for the Adidas logo, just the black stripe. I mean, it's not something that Germany normally does, but you expect a white jersey from Germany. Yeah, these are going to be sick in the World Cup.
2: Yeah. So that is my three-up. what's your three-up? Alright, so my three-up is actually going to be number three. Alright, so believe it or not, number three is actually, so okay, I just want to put it out there. I think Morocco's home jersey should have been Portugal's home jersey, just with the maroon and the green. mm. Uh-huh. That was, that's my thought. Okay. So back to our, no, no. back to our normal, uh, <laughs> our normal story. All right. So let's see. My number one, or my number three, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. So my number three is actually France. Has like a little bit of elegance on it, has the gold and the blue. Same old France. Nothing's really too
4: much changed, just maybe the collar. And some of them actually have the collar. Mind you, it's a Nike shirt. It's a
2: Nike jersey, so I think this is the first time part. a Nike jersey has made
3: has
2: made it to the top to the top three. Yeah. Alright. Number two. My number two is
4: actually the Spain home jersey. It just has like a I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the emblem, but it could also be like the shoulder lines and the collar itself. It just has a regal look to it. Like it just feels like you have a cape on. You know?
2: Yeah. This is just this is just pure
4: class. This is very very nice. Very very nice. Very. Just say, like very fancy. All right. Mm -hmm. And my number one. I don't know why. And this, ironically, this is a Nike shirt, but the Netherlands away jersey. Maybe it's the red that pops. Like the
2: Netherlands away.
4: Yeah, it's like a it's like a not a navy blue, but like a. a, a, a I'm not gonna call it a Barcelona blue either. It's a. Oh okay. It's a red, yeah, but it, like it, the red, just the ax, the red accents.
3: I, I really hope we see this Dutch jersey more than we see that weird shiny Dude. orange yes. jersey
4: that one, I was like, where's the orange? This whole looks gold. I was like, are you trying to say, like, we're gold now? What the fuck?
3: It's more like foil gold. like Right? Right? Like, yeah, that's not the, a good look. They, 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 made,
4: they, they made their shirts out of the Ferrero Rocher chocolate like, slippers so, <laughs> the slip-ons over the foils that they left Somebody over. Somebody was
3: eating some Ferrero Rocher and just crumbled it up and threw it in the trash and they're like, wait a minute.
4: No, they didn't throw it in the trash. They just kind of, like, started folding and playing origami with it. Like, this looks like a shirt. Like, <gasps> I have an idea, guys.
3: Yeah, this wasn't the best year for Nike. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what it was. I think it's just that the way that that the badge just pops out of that blue.
4: I know that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like, like one but,
3: of the few times where the, this like this stupid Nike layout actually doesn't look that bad. It's probably because of the black
4: uh, on the back of the logo.
3: And if you guys want to know what I mean when I say stupid Nike layout, just look at England. <laughs> just, just look at England. That's that's pretty rough. Um, look uh, at USA to, USA. to be honest,
4: to be honest, the Nike layout on the England one, I like it because of that. It's like a light bluish popping out of like it, it has like the highlighter blue popping out of that red. So, so uh, it has that same so, effect. So, it has so that, that same
3: effect. I gotta say something here. What? Like I know we bash these USA jerseys. Like, really bad.
2: Uh, I, I didn't even, I didn't even, I didn't even,
4: to be honest, I didn't even put them in my, in my top. So,
3: I know we bashed these like USA jerseys when they first came oh, out. Oh, God, here we go. I'm kind of, the home jersey is kind of growing on me.
4: <laughs> I mean, you're still going to get it whether it grows or
3: not. I know you. I mean, you know, it's a bikini jersey and probably, but like, it's not as bad. Like when you look at it, it's not that bad. I mean, the oof, the blue one's, that blue one, that one's yeah, it's bad. Um, yeah, that blue one's bad. But the white one, I I, I can live with the white one. Um, mm. I mean, when you look at all the other Nike jerseys, you're like, Jesus Christ! I, I don't think they did it. Well, except for Saudi Arabia, I think they, I think they, not so much the green one, but the white one was pretty good for Saudi Arabia. Yeah,
2: Pol-
3: Pol- look, they did Poland right. Hmm. Uh, you know, France, they did pretty well with France. Uh, Australia. I mean,
4: you can't, you can't really fuck with Poland. Like, you can't
2: really
3: fuck with Poland. The away kit for Australia looks kind of weird. Um,
2: it's so a weird color choice. Uh,
3: let's see what the other like, Canada sucks. I mean, we, we've already said that. Croatia, the home, the home looks bad, but the away looks pretty cool. No, the away looks badass. Dude,
4: if you notice, the away has that same red checkered, uh, I and mean, it's almost the same blue color as the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why the it, it, it works.
3: Brazil, like, Brazil's home. I mean, it's what you expect, but I don't know what the heck that away kit is.
4: I don't, I, I don't know with the with the, pr- the blue, li- the yeah, purple? with the weird. Nah, with the weird little thing that's going on. The, the, the leopard like print,
3: a, the weird leopard print. Yeah. Um,
4: I think they want to. I think they want to bring like the Amazon with them or something.
3: I I mean, we already know. said about Portugal. Um, yeah, South Korea, not a great look. Yeah, it, I mean, South,
4: South Korea, Korea, South Korea, that's their color. So I actually like it. I mean, South Korea, their home. It, it's, yeah, it's but I'm good. talking about like the,
3: the away, which is oh, basically yeah, That's, that's was, an RP was, Leipzig kid. Um,
4: the the, just, well, the away,
3: it's like somebody just hung
4: like tarp. They hung a, a You need to put you need to put it, a Red
3: Bull logo just, on that on that away kid.
4: No, it's just, it's just
3: I don't know whether they're trying to do fireworks or they are just flesh flash taking a bath. I don't know. Yeah, not the best year for Nike. I think Adidas blew it out of the blew it out of the water. Yeah. Um so. Yeah, Adidas killed it this year. I think there's no arguing like I mean, I would have I it would have been really hard for me to put uh Mexico out of my top three, but that that badge is there, so that kinda helps it. But yeah, Mexico did was really good this year. Mexico killed it. Yeah, I can't wait for the World Cup, man. I, that's all I got to say, man. Um, to, like, wrap up 3-up, three 3-down. Three Just yep. World Cup. I'm excited. I can't wait to see who who ends up winning this damn thing. Hopefully, I'm right with Spain. I mean, with Brazil. Um, I'm still pretty confident. That spot is pretty loaded. Even even without, like, certain players not being in there. Like, that's still a loaded roster. But, yeah, man. So, that's 303 video through We want to give a shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network. Go ahead and check out the website, www.bellyupsports.com. Also follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Belly Up Media and at Belly Up Sports. Always be on the on the know what these guys are doing, man. Um also we want to give a shout out to Alejandro Gomez and her company A and G Graphics. Um they created the Instant FC logo. We love the logo. She loves look. Clearly, she made it. Um Belly Up loves <laughs> the logo. And um Edward does too.
2: Yes. And I love her. I mean, no, I love the logo.
4: Yes. Yes. Isn't
3: so if you guys need, need some logo work done, go ahead and follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, at a.g.graphics with an X. Also, shout out to our our man, our myth, our legend, our producer, Roosevelt Spencer, who made another amazing beat using that very awkward interview that, uh, that the American reporter made with, with Kellen Acosta. About about LAFC versus Philadelphia Union. Um, if you guys didn't check it out, go ahead and check out the outro. It's pretty sick. Um But yeah, man, you know, he's so good that, that we made him the namesake for the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year award. Um right now it looks like it's gonna be Robert Lewandowski again. <laughs> looks like it's gonna <laughs> win it. Um back to back. Uh but yeah, you know, there's still plenty of season left. There's still plenty of games left before the year's over. And Oof, maybe I should have mentioned this before we were doing three up, to down, but I got too excited with the jerseys. Um, make so sure you guys go ahead and check out our new great partner, Manscaped. Uh, Manscaped have launched their newest in, uh, newest advancement in men grooming. And that is the lawnmower 4.0. Um, look, man, you gotta take care of yourself, man. You gotta, you gotta trim it down. Sometimes it makes things look a little bit bigger. If you get, if you get what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, the the lawnmower, for has their newest and improved skin-safe technology, has a really good long-lasting battery, can work with water. So if you want, if you're one of those that likes to trim during while you're in the shower, well, it's it's it, it does it is waterproof, and it also comes with a light because things get dark down there. So if you guys want to go ahead and check out Manscaped.com, and if you use the code BellyUpFantasy. At checkout, you'll save yourself 20% off your purchase. So you should have done that probably while we were doing 303 down. Uh, my, my bad, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, once again, thank you so much for listening. Catch the, uh, episode 112. Get ready for the World Cup. It's going to be here. Um, and catch us next week as we, as we break down Cristiano Ronaldo's interview on episode 113.
4: Yeah. Take care, guys.
1: Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non invasive, non surgical, and drug free. Start your journey to a pain free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303 292 9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?